listening to First Church Charlotte. Good to see everybody in the house of the Lord. And uh, we're going to read a scripture which gives us the essence of what we want to study tonight. Pastor and Sister Charlie will be home Sunday. And uh, we're looking forward to great things in the spirit. Then, as I was praying about uh, what we need to talk about tonight, I uh, began to think of what's the best thing we can teach folks in a short amount of time. And there's uh, many things on that list. But uh, one of the most important things that kept coming to me, and that's what we're going to study tonight, ushers are passing out things for each group. I have about 50. I think uh, each group can get one. Everyone can have one. Just something to take home. We'll be covering all of these things here in a few moments. But uh, we all... At some point in our lives, need to learn how to fight. Because just about all of us, sometime in our life, uh, we will uh, need to know how to fight. Just with the threat of us fighting back can keep us from getting in a fight. Just to know they're not going to be able to bully you down into the ground might make them stop back up pay attention they're about to get hurt <laughs> I remember when uh, my our son David had a bully on the bus every every time on the way home he would uh, start pushing David around shoving him commanding him he was a big bigger boy than David was and David would come home complaining to me every every afternoon. He did it again, Dad. Did it again. I said, don't you be starting a fight. I went that way for a, probably a few weeks and said, Dad, I can't, I can't rest. I can't. I, I'm just being bullied. He didn't. That was far before bullying come along as, you know, as far as it becoming a social event. It was just uh, the normal process of life. And so I said, okay, Dave, tomorrow if he does it again, hit him. That's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I said, don't hurt him bad, but pop him. And so when he got off the bus the next day with the biggest grin on his face, <laughs> A new action had come. <laughs> and he, that, that boy didn't know what to think. He didn't know what hit him. And David drew back and punched him right in the stomach. He must have caught him where the wind is, you know. And it just, the guy fell back and I'd like to have been there to see it all. <laughs> That's the last time he got bullied from that guy or anybody else. <laughs> All he needed was a getting turned loose a little bit. And uh, so we try to keep our kids from fighting, try to get teach them how to avoid, how to move things around. But there comes a time sometimes when you got to teach them how to fight. 
So I pray someone learns better how to fight here tonight. And uh, I, I, I never want to lose that ability as I got a little older and left, uh, you know, some strength is not there like it used to be. First of all, it made me mad that I couldn't even open a certain, certain jars that I used to pop them open like with a twist of the wrist. Now I need that little helper, little thing you can put around there and really give you good grip. But I get them open, and then I got other things if it won't open. But, but and I, I was, uh, I guess, complaining to uh, Pastor Nathan about it one day. He said, you know, Dad, most street fights don't last over a minute or two. You, you can last that long for sure. I said, thanks a lot. <laughs> a lot can happen in a minute. But anyway... I think we all need to uh, review these things, and there's no way I can come up with all the weapons that are in the Word. That's why we're told to meditate on the Word and memorize the Word or memorize its, its uh, concept and what it's saying uh, so that you have the weapons of warfare open to you. Second uh, Corinthians 10 is a wonderful three-verse passage here that'll set the platform for us tonight. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. This isn't a physical battle for us, but it's just as much a battle as any fight you, you've ever been in. Our, for our weapons... For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. A lot of, a lot of weapons mentioned right there. Let's praise God for his help as we walk this walk with him. Thank you, Lord, for the weapons you've provided for us. Help us to understand how to fight the enemy of our souls. Help us to fight satanic forces, evil spirits, the temptations of the world. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You made it possible to walk in victory. We give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. And so it's vital. There are people, of course, in our side society, uh, like if you're going to be a policeman, there are uh, things you're taught, different special holes. We've all heard about the choke hold. You want to forget about that one for the most part. In case in the event of the tremendous adrenaline flowing, you, you forget to let off. A few policemen have found real trouble because they saw the hatred, they saw the fight, they saw the, the evil spirit in the one that was breaking the law, committing criminal act, and in their intensity of stopping them have gone beyond. Well, that's not kind of fight we're in. And uh, thank God our lifestyle keeps us from being uh, away from most of the places fights break out. 
the bars, the clubs, uh, uh, just a lot of different areas that are prone to get a couple of guys in a fight. Uh, that's not where we are. That's not the things we're involved with. And uh, so just living for the Lord will take care of most of it. But we are in a very spiritual fight, and it is a daily fight. Yes. It's a battle we, uh, we sign up to when we say, I want to take up my cross and follow Jesus. And someone said, if you're going to have to fight, you might, as give it, you might as well give it everything you've got. If you realize you're going to have to fight to get out of a situation, uh, you don't let them determine when and how uh, you have to just give it all you got and pray the Lord will get you out of it without anybody getting hurt real bad. But the spiritual fight goes on. It happens in our mind, happens in our soul, our body, our spirit as a person. That, men that mental battle for victory in our lives is something we pour ourselves into learning how to uh, uh, how to win it. I want to win every day. And because of the mercy of God, we can win every day. Even if we've stumbled, even if we've fallen down, even if we haven't uh, passed all the tests of our day, before we go to sleep, we can call on Jesus' name. Or as soon as we can find a place where we can pray, we're saying, Lord, forgive me, I didn't handle that right. And I'm going to do it better next time. But I, I thank you for your mercy, and I praise you, Lord, because uh, as has happened to me, it happens to you. Every time you pray the prayer of repentance, guess what? Have any of you ever been sent away by God saying, no, I'm not forgiving you today. Come back tomorrow. We'll try again. Not one time. In all my years have I come to the Lord needing some mercy. And God, I'm sorry. That's not who I want to be. It's not who I'm going to be. I need your help. Please forgive me. He forgave me. Hallelujah. It's like a faith you can get a hold of if, if you will believe the word of God, if you meditate on the word of God. You can know every time you pray, God hears you. Whether you feel it or not, you know by the word of God and by the power of the spirit and by all the things that you've heard preached and taught and everything you've studied out and researched out, you can know God hears me when I pray. That's good to know. Times will come when you don't have much feeling. You might be numb because of what's happened to you. But by faith, you can know without a doubt the Lord's hearing me. Amen. And he is because he's, he's got a covenant with us. That if we've taken up our cross and given it our best shot to serve him, that doesn't mean, it, that doesn't mean we're perfect. Amen. Anybody wants to claim perfection, uh, the Lord's got some words for you too. We, 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 we shoot for perfection. We shoot to be like Jesus. That's our goal. But uh, he's not requiring us to be perfect before he enters into this covenant with us. 
And so the Lord has promised he'll never leave us nor forsake us. There's certain promises that to covenant people that have made up their mind. I've started on this journey. I'm going all the way with Jesus. You've got those promises. And since you have them, you might as well live in the joy of them. Right. Amen. Yes. So let's uh, start down our list. We have a ways to go here quick. And uh, the first thing I want to encourage all of us to do is to be people who pray daily. Pray in the spirit often. Daily wouldn't be too much. A few times a day wouldn't be too much. In fact, whenever that utterance comes on you and you begin to pray in tongues, uh, dear Lord, have mercy. That's the best kind of praying you can do uh, because the Spirit is praying through you. The Spirit of Almighty God, the Holy Spirit, is praying in another language, heavenly or earthly, and the Spirit will always pray according to the will of the Spirit. The Spirit will always pray the will of God. The Spirit of God will always be in unity with the will of God. That's why you can trust God when the utterance comes on you to pray in tongues. Give it all you got. It's the best kind of praying you can be doing because the Lord knows what we need. He knows what somebody else needs. He knows and he's praying. And the Spirit will go take you into intercessory prayer, travail into great, great experiences in the Spirit of God in those moments that you're lost in the Spirit. And so certainly we want to pray with understanding and know what we're praying about. The Spirit already knows before we pray what we have need of. God already knows that. God is a Spirit. When I say Spirit, I'm talking about Jesus Christ. I'm talking about Father, the Son, Holy Spirit. Since we know they're all one. Can I get a witness? The Spirit is in unity. And it's not three people that are checking with each other. The Spirit of Christ in you is the Spirit of the Almighty. Because as I have said, He is the Almighty God. He is the Everlasting Father. He is the Prince of Peace. And we don't have time to go down that road, but we could, couldn't we? But this prayer in the Spirit is vital to us. The more we train ourselves to daily seek the Lord... It would, it would seriously be better for us if we prayed 15 minutes every morning, every day, than just pray an hour, even an hour, maybe even two hours on a Saturday. Because we're going to walk, we need to, to be able to get a good start in walking in the Spirit on any day, you need to get in the Spirit. Yes. And so touching God... In the spirit, it's vital that we continue and keep that communication open. They tell me that uh, these big department stores like Costco, Walmart, all of those, most of them get a transmission probably off of the, the roof of those stores, a transmission to headquarters that will tell them how much was sold today 
it will tell them what needs to be resupplied so a truck over in Arkansas can get loaded up or one of the many warehouses can get loaded up and be on the road in the morning to fill the bins back up. Not often you go into those big box stores that are run well and see empty shelves. I mean, it's happening. Why are they staying in touch with headquarters? Well, we're in the greatest, most important business in the world. God help us to understand we need to stay in touch with headquarters. Day by day, day by day, day by day. The Old Testament pattern was an early morning sacrifice and an evening sacrifice. That's a great pattern to get into. Touching God in the morning and touching Him in the evening. And then, like Psalmist David said, seven times a day will I praise Thee. Years ago when we were fasting, we would agree as a church, every hour on the hour, on the hour, send a praise heavenward. Hallelujah. And that my purpose was to get the whole church in unity. Every hour on the hour. That's, that's everyone in your heart. We're at maybe silently. You're, you may be in a committee meeting with a bunch of people, but there can come a hallelujah in your soul. Hallelujah. As you magnify the Lord again and know that people all around the city are doing the same thing. So prayer is vital. It's uh, extremely important. I'm talking about how to fight. Uh, the only way we can walk in the Spirit is to, number one, get in the Spirit. Amen. There's times when you can wake up in the Spirit because you've been uh, troubled maybe or concerned or happy, but you're waking up two or three times and you, you go into worship or praise just before you wake up and you wake up in the Spirit. You've had a dream. Somehow you've been touched by God. And the word is in your mouth for you and whoever you want to share it with. Something good from the word of God. But you are in the spirit. Hallelujah. So to walk in the spirit, I've got to get in the spirit. And we do that with putting on that garment of praise every day. And we, that's another one of our weapons of warfare. And uh, I thought we were going to have some weapons up there. Brother Austin, but you couldn't find him that quick. He's got the main one right there. You know how you spell sword? Did you notice it's an S and then it's a W-O-R-D? The sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. The more we get, more word we get in our minds and hearts, the greater sword we put in our hand. Hallelujah. The word of God is our sword. The second thing on your, your menu there, praise God, our spiritual weapons. And uh, whatever's troubling you, if you're waking up in the night in a cold sweat of fear, you need to find you some scriptures. There's 365 scriptures in the Bible, at least that many, that say, fear not. <laughs> fear not, little flock. Fear not. God telling someone in the scriptures, someone who's following him to fear not. I got this. Fear not. You're going to make it. That's right. And so the, the, if, if fear is something you fight now, it's time to get you uh, a, a number of swords, a number of words from God 
that you can quote to yourself and tear that fear down in Jesus' name. Amen. Not the will of God, we live in fear. Live in those negative emotions that are in our world today. And uh, certainly, uh, there are numerous negative emotions. Doubt can come into our heart. Prejudice can be in our heart. Uh, most of us grew up in a time when uh, whatever race you are was trying to make sure that they were not put down in any way. And there's uh, families put prejudices in people. You can't help that as a, uh, maybe your favorite uncle, but brother, could he crack the jokes? Can I talk straight with you? Doesn't matter whether you were raised in an African-American family or an American-American family or a white American family or a brown American family. It, it was as natural as taking a breath. That kind of stuff went on. And in my house, raising our kids, certain negative prejudicial words and names were not allowed. And, and little people would get in trouble for bringing them home from school or wherever. I'm just saying this is a thing that's divided the human race. And God help us as Christians make sure we're not passing it on, passing it over. And... Uh, God wants us to love everybody. Yeah. If, it, if I get the privilege of going to heaven, I want everybody else to get the privilege of going to heaven. Amen. Nobody's better than anybody else when it comes to being able to become a child of God. And I know there's very wicked and evil people in the world, and the devil helped them get where they were. But as, if, if we could see them, what God could have made out of them. We can love them as a person while we despise and hate the deeds that they're involved in. It's one thing to hate what a person's done. It's another thing to hate the person. A lot of times it's really easy to connect, put the two together. They're not the same. Sins can be forgiven. And so these uh, anger is another thing. How many of you know down inside of you Maybe you've hidden it real well, but on the inside of you, there's, there's anger down in there. How many of you know there's anger down in there? If someone touches you, looks at you crossways the wrong way, boy, you got to fight something. You got to fight on your hands. Well, the Bible says there's, he, he knows there's times when a person ought to get mad. But he said, don't be sinning when you do it. So then that means you got to zip your lip, zip your thought life, take a break, count to a hundred or a thousand, <laughs> whatever will work for you, but there's even a better way. In the spirit, get control of that anger by the help of God to where when it hits us, we have trained ourselves. What to do in that moment in time that keeps us from crossing over where wrath comes out of our mouth, our mind, our heart. And I'm talking about negative spirits. What, what, what's, what's the most frustrating, besetting sin that you're dealing with right now? I hope you've whipped them all. <laughs> 
Sometimes uh, in a different season of life, something else will start bugging you that didn't used to bug you. If you live long enough, you'll, you'll find that out. Seasons of life bring different stresses and pressures on you. And uh, it's not a sin to get angry. It's a sin to get angry and lose control of what you're saying, what you're thinking, what you, uh, and then how you think about it on God help us. I'm talking about fighting the devil. Because anger can make people go crazy. People are in prison tonight for the rest of their life. Because somewhere along the line, they, they, didn't, they didn't ever get a hold of it. They just go berserk when they reach a certain point. Kill somebody. Uh, do some things that just lock them up, lock them away. They're, they're apparently decided there's no way to fix them. Well, thank God, God can fix them. That's right. And uh, so it's our joy to have the word of God to work with. Pleading the blood of the lamb, pleading the blood of Jesus. Uh, let's read this scripture in Revelations 12 and 11. And they overcame Satan by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. So speaking of martyrs, and uh, they, they honored God in their time. And whether it's past or future, if a person has to give their life for the testimony of Jesus Christ and the love of God in their heart, You'll do it by the blood of your blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. God will give you victory. Praise God. Uh, you don't need uh, dying grace. You don't need the grace that a martyr needs tonight because uh, no one's trying to kill you because you're a Christian. But if you ever find yourself in that place, the Lord will give you the grace to handle it, the way to handle it. And uh, sometimes Christians are killed in our world. So many every week get killed somewhere around the world. China, Somalia, uh, just different places. And uh, it happens in our world. We need to pray for those whose lives are on the line. Let's back up for a moment. Look at Psalm, Psalm 1, first three verses. Favorite scripture, blessed is a man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate. Here we have that word meditate right there, big, a big word. That means you think about it. You, uh, you get everything you can get out of it. You take a moment and study the words if you have time. But you, a, a verse of scripture leaps out at you and you grasp it and you meditate on it. I've known people that put, put scriptures, one to five scriptures on a card that they'd run over in reading and they meditated on them during the day. Pull that card out, check that scripture out. And just think about it. Let the truth of it come in yeah. to their lives and their hearts. The more word we can get into our hearts, the better off we're going to be. And the more ability to fight Satan 
we will have. The word of our testimonies, we declare the word of God to ourselves, to our families. If the proposition is offered to you, to our friends, and we let them know where our trust is, where our faith is, where our confidence is. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Sometimes you just need to speak him into the atmosphere. The devil's not everywhere. God's everywhere, but the devil's not everywhere. But in case there's a devil around, you want him to hear it. Greater is in me than he that's in the world. Something happens when you declare the truth of God's word. Praise God. And so there's power in declaring the word of our testimony, pleading the blood of Jesus over situations, over people, over any need that we may have. The old timers often spoke of pleading the blood over a sickness, over uh, pleading the blood means I'm, I'm grabbing onto the promises of God. The blood of Jesus purchased these promises for me at Calvary. I'm claiming the promise of God and I'm reaching out to touch him. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. Another type of declaration when we pray, when we come against a, a spiritual foe, a spirit of any kind that we want to take victory over. In the name of Jesus, you took his name on you in baptism. You got the family name. The spirit of God in you gives you the authority. And the name of the Lord gives you authority to take authority over the power of Satan. In Jesus' name. Singing and music. It's a wonderful thing to determine our own atmosphere. And we can do that nowadays, especially in our homes, in our cars, in our mind. We can keep the chorus going. Uh, we can just walk in the spirit better by learning these. You know, if you walk in the spirit, the word clearly says we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. What happens when you're in the presence of the Lord in your heart? Well, number one, you get a red flag with temptation. You get it quicker than if you're just going living a secular day to day. If you've already touched heaven and temptation walks in front of you, uh, I mean, you don't have to uh, take a second look to see if, uh, if it's a temptation. The red flag goes up. And you're on your way to victory again. Hallelujah. You won the battle. Why? You got heads up. But that's what all, all of our intelligence, CIA, all the intelligence uh, of, of our nation and of the world, they're trying to get a heads up on the enemy, their enemy. Even companies are after intelligence. And they've got rules to go by to get it. But I'm talking about knowing if there's a spirit around that's going to come against what you're saying. Being aware of it. You can get a spiritual check in your spirit. And know you need to, you need to go into this praying. I think it's a great, since he's our counselor. Since Jesus Christ is our counselor. 
wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. Why not call on him for counsel day in, day out, in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, in our marriages, in our families, working with our kids, getting them through those early teen years and sometimes late teen years, seeking God and asking for his help, for his wisdom, and calling on him. He said, if any man or woman, that's the implied, ask, lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives it out liberally. I'm talking about whipping the devil. Don't you want to give him a good whipping every day of your life? If he's anywhere around, I want, he needs to know he's in trouble. Because you got the sword for him. You got the word of God for him. You're already walking in the spirit. You have the victory. You got up with the victory. If you lost it, you got it back in moments. Easiest thing in the world for a person when they fall down. The, the desire is, get back up. And usually we have to look around to see if anybody saw us. <laughs> Get back up. <laughs> but uh, it's the will of God that we, we determine our atmosphere to, the, to, the, to our ability to do that. Sometimes you get in a job where the one who controls the radio puts some put some trash over the sound waves in your atmosphere. But even then, you can out-sing it. You can focus. You can do what you... There's a way to get where it just runs off your back like water off a duck's back. And you're still walking in victory. Clapping our hands in praise. Sometimes at home, in the prayer room, and sometimes when we're all praising out loud. Just, Just going through that motion. Brings an intensity back to you. Uh, sometimes, how many, how many have ever gotten sleepy when you were praying? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, when you're in a restful place, a place of love, why wouldn't you tend to go to sleep in that place? <laughs> You felt his presence, his mercies washed you, his words has cleansed you. So don't don't let the enemy condemn you because that place of rest is is a place of rest. But you don't want to be doing that all the time now. So that's where sometimes you just put this body to you. I don't want to spend all my time taking a nap. I've already got that scheduled in for later anyhow. (laughs) But I'm going to get myself in the spirit.
I want to get all I can get. Well, I've got a few moments. Lifting our hands and head. When you're alone, when you're in church, sometimes when everybody's making a lot of noise, praising the Lord, one of the greatest things you could do for yourself. Hallelujah! Nobody's going to notice. I mean, your wife might. She might say hallelujah when she hears you shouting hallelujah. (laughs) But uh, there's something about the release of the human spirit. You wouldn't want to do it on an elevator now, please. Uh, You know, consider your place. But... uh, I'm just so glad that any, anywhere, anytime, we feel like there's a way to send praises to the Lord, even if they're silent to anyone else's ears. Let's praise him right now. Thank you, Jesus. I love you, my Lord. I exalt you, my Savior. Shouting our praises out loud, dancing to the Lord. Dancing to the Lord. It's a beautiful thing to... Have the spirit move on you to dance. And uh, I first felt the spirit of the dance on me on a Sunday night after church, late. The kids were in the living room and we had some gospel music playing and I just linked hands with them and we started dancing in a circle. Just a, a 10 or 15 seconds of that. I mean, I've been in church twice that day, doing, doing well, and we started dancing. All of a sudden, I realized I was dancing to the Lord. Amen. A spirit welled up in me, and they got excited, and we were all excited there. Well, that same spirit hit me in a church one time. I said, I'm going to try that out. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> try to make it beautiful if you can. Not, it doesn't have to be beautiful, just nice. If you go spastic, you scare people. You know what I mean? A lot of times new converts, they hit them and they just go wild. Well, we, have, we can tolerate that. But uh, you've been around a while, so you might as well just... Some kind of a slow step there. We don't need any, what, bebopping or that kind of stuff. But a good dance before the Lord is in order. All by yourself. It's a good place to make sure you know what you're doing. I'm talking about winning the battle. Power meditation on God's word. That's when you find a word that'll fight your fears. Or five words that'll fight your fears. And you discipline your mind. Put those in your spirit so the next time you wake up in the middle of the night... Staring at the ceiling, you start. Lord, I know you're with me right now. I praise you. You promised you'd never leave me nor forsake me. The angel of the Lord encamps around those that fear you, Lord. I do have an awesome respect for you, Lord. But this fear from the enemy, it's not part of my home. It's not part of my life not going to stay in my mind because you're here. Praise God. But you put to work the word of God.
to fight your battle. Then we have prayer and fasting. Years ago, there was a woman in our church that uh, was fighting the spirit of suicide. Sister Elms and I went on about three-week fast, determined to uh, break break that spirit out in Jesus' name. And uh, so that time came, and we we worked with her over on Howie Circle, and uh, took authority over that spirit of suicide. And they moved uh, later on. They moved back to to uh, the up north, and. I just, she, she came to say bye to our house. We were on a, out on the front porch. And uh, I just said, we, we did our best to help you find victory. I didn't know where she was. She, she was uh, on and off as far as church attendance. And, uh, but we endeavored to break that spirit in her life. She said, you did help me. She said, I've stopped putting poison on my sandwiches. There's power through prayer and fasting. It's kind of the ultimate prayer. It's not, again, to try to put God in a corner where he's got to do something for us. It's so that we can get all of our flesh... All of our, all of our humanity, as much as we can, out of the picture, and put our trust wholly in Jesus Christ. Amen. Closing, I want to just bounce over in the next minute. Let's all stand. See if you can listen real closely to this, because it will require uh, effort on your part, Jude. Verse 20, just one chapter. Let's look at that before we go on. But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. This, again, is that prayer in tongues. Uh, There's a Lord's Prayer pattern. Uh, You've heard it taught, no doubt. Our Father which art in heaven, honoring God and his uh, sovereignty. Hallowed be thy name. Worship and praise. Thy will be done. Pray for the will of God in our family, in our church, in our lives. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Talking about all of our, any of our daily needs we have. Better jobs, healing, whatever. Forgive us our trespasses, our sins as we forgive those who've sinned against us. We allow mercy to flow to us, through us, and to all others who may have done us wrong. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and power and glory. That's the the Lord's prayer pattern of prayer. Many, Many passages in the Bible lend themselves to praying those passages. Uh, Isaiah 53 is a wonderful passage to pray. Psalm 53 is a wonderful passage. Many of the Psalms are so easy to get right in prayer. Take the phrase in the Bible and then apply it right to you and your situation and work your way through a passage of Scripture. Then there's uh, 
the tabernacle pattern of prayer where you, in essence, go to the altar of repentance, the labor of water, and then the door of the tabernacle, then the table of showbread, the candlestick, the table of showbread, the table of incense, altar of incense, and then to the veil, then on into the holy of holies. You get into the ark where there's manna for your soul, where there's miracle power in Aaron's rod that budded, where the, the commandments become, you, you have embraced the commandments. And God's commandments become no longer grievous to you because you say, Lord, your command is my desire. You find a place of submission that will bring so many blessings. That's why we need to be students of the word so we'll know what the Lord's looking for in how we live our lives, all area of our lives. We're seeking to do his will find his way. I want to fight this good fight of faith. Hallelujah. Ah, let's praise him. Thank you, Lord, for bringing us into your glorious kingdom. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for giving us victory. We're here tonight, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. You've brought us through many valleys, over mountaintops, into deep places and into high places. And here we are, walking with you, wanting to please you. Wanting to give ourselves more completely to you. We thank you, Lord, for your tender mercies and your love. Let's praise him a little bit right now. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Time to start is right now. If you haven't, if you've been missing prayer, prayer time, well, tomorrow's a brand new day. Guess what? Just set that alarm 15, 20 minutes earlier and get with it. And then lock it in. Lock it in. Oh, you'll have so many joys. You'll have so many wonderful experiences. You'll never be sorry that you took time to pray. And his blessings will just flood your life. God bless you. Walk in the spirit and victory shall be yours. Let's go fight the enemy of our soul. Let's pray the evil off of our children and our grandchildren. Let's walk in victory in Jesus' name. Tell someone you're a mighty warrior of the Lord. Hallelujah. Greet them in Jesus' name. Tell them they're fighters for the kingdom of God. It's the truth. Thank you for listening to First Church Charlotte. If this podcast has blessed you, please rate it with four or five stars. By doing so, you will help others find our free podcast and bless them. If you're in the Charlotte, North Carolina area, come worship with us at 4929 North Sharon Amity Road. For information about service times, church ministries, and so much more, visit us online at firstchurchclt.com. If you would like to help support our efforts, please text GIVE to 704-445-5353. We pray God's richest blessings to you. Come!
worship with us. <laughs>